Welcome to the Marriage and Motherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Perda. I'm a life and marriage coach for moms, wife, mom of three, and I'm also an Aries, and for my fellow human design nerds, a sacral manifesting generator. This podcast is for women who want to be happier in their marriage as they navigate their journey through motherhood, even if you're like me and you weren't shown how while growing up. Inside, we're going to be talking about breaking generational cycles when it comes to how to handle conflict in healthy ways, redefining motherhood your way, and prioritizing your well-being because here, we believe that women don't have to sacrifice their happiness to be a great mom. And a quick note to mamas listening with kids around, you may want to pop your earbuds in because nothing is left unsaid on this show, which means there may be times where something I say isn't meant for little ears. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Marriage and Motherhood Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about who is responsible for your happiness. I don't know about you, but I thought whoever I was dating was responsible for my happiness. In fact, I used to pride myself in being this like super chill, low maintenance kind of girlfriend or partner. And when anniversaries would roll around or, you know, any kind of thing to celebrate, Valentine's Day anniversary, um, birthday, I mean, you name it, right? I would get upset. (laughs) I would get upset for not having my expectations met. Expectations that I never shared, by the way because I wanted to be this other version of a person that was not true to who I was and what I wanted. I, for some reason, would like judge people who needed this like fanfare, right? Oh, for Valentine's Day, all the flowers, like two dozen roses and a really nicely written card and some jewelry and a really romantic date planned out or even like a trip planned. Something that showed that that person was a big deal. Like I used to heavily judge that. And so I thought that if I wasn't like that, that I was better. But I wasn't being honest with myself. And I would get upset because they wouldn't do anything or they would just, you know, get me a card and then we'd go out to dinner. And in my mind, I was like, okay, like we have dinner any other day. This doesn't feel special. I don't feel special. And I would have the, this inner conflict inside where I'm like, well, I'm not happy with what happened and I don't like that I'm not happy with what happened. And so I would get upset. I would really get upset and they'd be like, what the heck? I had no idea. I had no idea that you wanted this. And I have a feeling that I'm not the only one that has done this or does this. Here's another example. Maybe you can relate to this. Like, I I am in charge of cooking in our house because I don't trust my husband's cooking. 
I don't have the patience to teach him how to season stuff. He's not a very good multitasker, so it would probably take two hours for us to eat dinner. And I just, I just don't have the patience to teach him. Like, I'm not the kind of cook who measures stuff out. I just kind of eyeball it. And I've been cooking for a while now and I love cooking. And so I just know how to cook for myself. (laughs) I don't really know how to delegate stuff. I don't know how to teach other people. I could just tell you the ingredients and the steps that I took. And that's about it. Well, because I'm the cook, I go grocery shopping, right? Makes sense. Um, And so when I go grocery shopping and I come home and, you know, the, the car is full of groceries and before I would go into the house and have all these groceries, right? I'm like the kind of person who loves to take one trip. (laughs) It's terrible. Um, I, for whatever reason, I have a strong aversion to taking multiple trips to the car to bring in the groceries. I don't know why I'm like this. I just am. And, you know, like plastic bags are the freaking worst. Uh, They leave a mark on your fingers and it hurts real bad when, when the bags are packed, like super packed and you've got like eight bags. Maybe you've got like some paper bags of groceries, um, under your armpits, you've got a million bags on each finger, like whatever. Right. And I would walk in and I would find myself getting really frustrated. Right. And I didn't understand why. And, and, and I finally figured it out. Right. I figured out several years ago, oh, I like when he comes to help me bring in the groceries so that I don't have to carry all this by myself. Because remember, like my goal is to do one trip, right? I don't want to go back. (laughs) And so I figured out that I feel supported and happier when I can still achieve that like one trip thing with the groceries. But not need to experience or feel pain in the process. But he didn't know that. But I expected it and wanted it. And it's not like I ever told him. And so I would get frustrated every time I would bring groceries in. I'd be like huffing and puffing, you know, carrying the groceries in. And then, you know, no one's doing anything about it. They're just like going about their business and I'm putting groceries away. And it's like, hello, do you not see me struggling? Do you not see me doing it this all by myself? It's not like I'm the only one that's going to be eating all this food, right? I just did the grocery shopping. The least you could do was help me out here. That's like the internal monologue that was going on in my head and I had no idea. (laughs) So from those two examples, I want to share with you why it's actually unsupportive for you to make your partner responsible for your happiness. So here's reason number one. It gives your power away. You're literally handing it over to someone else. 
And how are you doing this? You're doing this because it's, it's almost like you're playing into that, that, um, you know, prince and princess kind of narrative. You are waiting for your knight in shining armor to come save you from your sad, sad life. (laughs) You're waiting for them to romance you. And while that seems amazing for someone to come in and swoop you off your feet and know exactly what you need to be happy and feel loved and supported, what you're actually strengthening is your internal victim mentality. And what I mean by that is you are now making your happiness dependent on how well others meet your needs. I'm going to say that again. You're making your happiness dependent on how well others meet your needs. Whoa. Like, I don't like that. (laughs) I want to have control over my happiness. And you only can control yourself. So if you're giving that control to someone else, you cannot be reliably happy. You're here waiting. It's like, it's like when you're stood up for a date, you're just waiting. You're like, I'm ready now. Come pick me up so we can go have fun. And you have no idea whether they're going to come or not. You don't know if they're going to come on time. You don't know if you're going to have fun. You don't know if, you know, they know what you want. There's just a lot of uncertainty happening here. And uncertainty doesn't feel comfortable all the time. That's not the kind of surprise that we like most times. And then number two, it leaves you often feeling disappointed. When you don't take responsibility over your happiness, you don't know what makes you happy because you've literally not spent time figuring that shit out. And if you don't know what makes you happy, oh, good luck to your partner, right? They're going to have to guess and play a game of trial and error. And and you're likely going to be really disappointed. And you might even start a fight over it because you're like, what the hell? What what were you thinking? How why did you think that that was going to be a good idea? But, you know, your partner can only go off of what they've experienced with you and what they think that you like and go off of their past experiences. Oh, what worked for me in my past relationships? What what led that person to be happy or what did they like? What's a good go-to? <laughs> it kind of reminds me actually of, um, you know, uh, people who are still dating and they take the, their, um, you know, potential future partner to the same damn restaurant every time. They're like, oh, this is a winner. Everybody likes this. It's a great restaurant. And, you know, because they have like these few great dishes and it's great ambience and da 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 right? They're just going to like copy paste as much as they can because like that's the simpler way to do it. But it doesn't respect who you are and what your individual needs are 
And so you're just going to be left disappointed. It's almost like going to Starbucks and looking at the barista and they're like, okay, um, how can I help you? What would you like? And you're like, guess. (laughs) This is not a fun game because if you don't like your drink, it's going to be their fault. And nobody wants to play that game. Wouldn't it be much easier if you were to go to Starbucks and be like, I would like a London Fog latte, no foam, with oat milk? That would be so much easier. They'd be like, yeah. And then you get exactly what you want, right? You're like, "Mm, this is so comforting. It feels like, like home. But instead, you're like, guess. And they're like, uh, okay. Well, you come often, but you kind of, I've seen you drink a lot of drinks. I'm not really sure what you feel like right now. So I'm just going to guess and hope, cross my fingers, that I got it right this time. But it's not their responsibility right? It's not. It's, it's yours. (laughs) I'm sorry, but it's yours. I wish it was that easy where like we all came with manuals and we're like, you know, as soon as you start dating someone, you just download it and you're like, oh, cool. I know exactly what you like, how you work and how I can work with you so that we're both happy. That would be ideal, right? But we don't. We are brought into this world and we got to figure our own shit out and figure out how we can navigate life with that set of instructions, with that set of like knowledge of how we are and where we can grow and what we like, what we dislike and all of that. And number three. It creates dissatisfying relationships. When you're disappointed by not getting what you were expecting or hoping for or wanting, what ends up happening is your partner is left feeling not enough or frustrated. Like, what the fuck? If you wanted that, why didn't you just tell me? Right? Or they're like, oh my gosh, I must be a terrible partner because I don't know how to make my partner happy. Because you've put that that responsibility on them and they have taken it in. They've accepted it. They're like, okay, yeah, I can do that. But I don't know how. And so now I feel like a failure. And so their confidence is not there. And so maybe they won't try anymore. Or maybe they'll try, but hesitantly. So it's actually unfair to expect your partner to fill the role of making you happy. It's a lot of pressure, right? My husband's job title is not the owner of Michelle's happiness. (laughs) That's kind of funny, actually. (laughs) If you make it their job to make you happy, whose job is it to make them happy? Like, have you thought about that? And if you think it's your job to make them happy, girl, let's not go there, right? Because when it's someone else's job to make you happy, 
they have no room for bad days. They have no room for them to prioritize themselves. Let's say they're sick, right? And, and, and it's their job to make you happy. Well, what happens then if they want to get better? And what's best for them is to really just like be a pile on the couch and do nothing so that they can rest. But if it's their job to make you happy and they take it seriously and sacrifice themselves over it, then they're going to be like, oh, okay, got to push through this. I don't have time to be sick. I'm going to, um, you know, still do what I normally do to make you happy because I don't matter and you matter more than me. Hmm. I don't know about you, but I definitely would not be okay with that if the situation was worse. That would suck, right? And as moms, we already know what it feels like to be expected to sacrifice ourselves for our children's happiness. And I'm just not about it. Unsubscribe. (laughs) I quit. (laughs) I want another job. Instead, let's just take responsibility over our own happiness. Then you can restore your own power. Right? Then you can feel like you have a better say on how you experience life. You're not just waiting around for your partner to do things to help you out, but rather you know what you need to help you out. And you can set them up for greater success by sharing what you know about yourself and how they can feel like a successful, loving, supportive partner for you. And then both of you can feel confident about how your marriage is going. Because you each have your own bats, and then you can choose to come together to do things that feel nice for them. But it's not dependent on each other, right? Like, have you ever had a friend who's like, it's your job to make me happy? Like, that would suck. I would not want that friendship. That would feel very toxic. If you're expecting them to make you happy and they don't expect you to make them happy, it's very uneven. But also, let's not go there, right? How about we just take care of ourselves? And then taking this a step further, this is just like another reason why it's really important to know yourself. The self-leadership aspect of this. When you know yourself really well, you can lead yourself instead of giving that position of power to somebody else. And then when you can lead yourself, you can support yourself through any situation, any life challenge. Whether it's conflict with your husband or partner, conflict with your children, conflict at work with family members, with friends, etc. Being able to have that heightened sense of awareness of yourself, you know, knowing the the good and the quote unquote bad, the the supportive patterns and the unsupportive patterns that you go into 
that's going to help you feel better as a woman, wife, mom, and just human in general. Knowing all sides of you as much as you can, obviously, because this whole like inner work thing is a lifelong journey, will help you navigate so much through life in a more resilient way. You'll be less apt to blame, to create conflict where there really doesn't need to be because you're clear. You'll know how to set your relationships up for success more so. And and your overall outlook on life will be different because knowing yourself that well and choosing to be intentional, choosing to grow as a person, really like not shying away from doing the hard work, the uncomfortable work of looking yourself in the mirror metaphorically. That's what's going to help you feel more content in life. That's what's going to help you be more vulnerable to create stronger connection in your marriage and help you support yourself better. And that's really what I want for all of you. To know yourself so well that you don't feel the need to activate a coping mechanism when you feel like someone is calling you out or making an observation and sharing their experience, you'll be less likely to spin out in a story of feeling like you're being attacked or going into victim mentality or getting, you know, getting defensive overall. So moral of the story, (laughs) you are responsible for your happiness. You get to be This is not a chore. You get to be. This is an honor. Right? This is an honor. You get to reclaim your power and not wait on someone else to give you what you need, dependent on how available they are, how they feel, what they want to do, where you fall in line of their list of priorities. No, you get to know what you need and what you want and how important it is to you and when you want it. That's what's going to equip you with your life choices. That's what's going to help you not feel stuck in your situation. Because no matter how other people decide to show up, you always know, okay, well, what are my choices here? This is my these are my standards. So what next? It'll allow for you to really support yourself fully instead of going to that woe is me story, the victim mentality, which is, which is destructive, but very normal and understandable. Like I still have times where I go into that, that mode, but because of what I have done in terms of inner work and what I've learned through various phases of my life and even programs and books that I've read or taken part of, 
I now can navigate that stuff with more ease and and faster. And I can say I I actually feel very free. And I, that's that is one of my favorite 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 things to hear from clients. And they say I feel lighter, I feel free. Because they have freed themselves from trapping themselves into thinking that someone else was in charge of how they felt. That someone else's actions can have that much power over them. But it's a choice. It is 1000% a choice. And that's it for this episode. If you really resonated with this, this topic today, this episode, I highly recommend that you check out my upcoming program called The Embodied Life. We're going to be starting really soon towards the end of May. And so if you're interested, go check it out. The link is in the show notes. This program is for women who find themselves reacting in conflict and want to know how to support themselves and their nervous systems better so they can become conscious communicators in their marriage with their partners so that you can move through conflict faster with more ease, more vulnerability, and then allow for you to create more connection with your partner. So check it out. We're going to be diving into getting to know yourself really well, being able to be that leader of yourself and understand how to support yourself when you step into those patterns of reacting, of feeling like you need to act out because you're not getting what you need. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll see you back here next week. And that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Marriage and Motherhood podcast. I hope that this episode helps you deepen your relationship with your husband and more importantly, with yourself. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review it. Each review helps us to help more moms just like you have a more fulfilling life and marriage because we all deserve to have that and so much more. If you want to help spread the word, take a screenshot and share this episode on your IG stories and tag me at Michelle Perda Coaching. And if you'd like to request a specific topic for a future episode, put your request in by sending me a DM. See you back here next week. Bye.